I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. This episode is dedicated to Jason Smith, our friend and producer at Starburns Audio. Fly high, you beautiful spirit. Your big laughs will be missed. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. Easter. I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and our community. Ooh, today it's someone from our Easter production. It is a true treat, and it is a treasure. Well, per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Highs, everybody. He is risen indeed. Hey, Hallie, how are you? <laughs> he is risen indeed. Or he's Rizzy is what a lot of my kids are saying these okay, days. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. How has your Good Friday and Easter been? Your Passion Week. How's it going, my brother? Hallie, I've got to tell you, I have just had a jam-packed week with my kids. I had all sorts of events and uh, activities planned all week. Uh, let's see. Where to start? I did a blood, sweat, and cheers prayer challenge, awesome. which is really fun. Basically, what we did, Hallie, is uh, we kind of all got together out on the lawn like we were in the garden and uh, of Gethsemane, and we and we had this competition to see who could pray hardest like Jesus did in the garden, and then whoever did, they got red Gatorade dumped all over them like they had just sweat blood. <laughs> that's so awesome. that's a cool one. And then we did a thing called Good Friday Night Live awesome. where we did skits about all the disciples. Ooh, any highlights? Well, the teens did this really funny skit, Hallie, that I had never seen before where they made a line and each teen would brush their teeth okay. and spit into a cup Ew. and then they had 12 of them up there and the last one was Judas and he had to drink it. Oh. So that was gross. I'm not really sure what the joke was. It was just gross. Kids love that stuff, though. They think it's so cool and funny. I know. It was awesome. awesome. And then, uh, you know, I came up and I just did one of my mango impressions, which was fun. Who's mango? Oh, Chris Kattan. Who's that? Uh, Like the funniest guy to ever be on Saturday Night Live, Hallie. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know him. What's the impression like? Oh, I, well, I'm not going to do it for you. Anyway, we uh, we had last supper pizza party, which was really fun. Oh, even that's though, awesome. I know, but you know, Pizza Hut sent me the wrong pizzas. Oh no! 
I know. So that for was such a, a sacred night. I know, and I wanted thin crust so I could do a whole thing about unleavened bread. And oh, then a they thin said, crust right. would be like what Jesus would be eating. Exactly. But you know, um, friggin' Pizza Hut, uh, they messed it up and they sent stuffed crust. Oh no. Which is just a bummer because they put hot dogs in the crust and that is oh. not what Jesus would be eating. And, you know, all the kids loved it, of course. Oh, well, and I was good. like, okay, totally ruined my teaching moment, Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah. <sighs> you don't really get to pull on the, like, teaching metaphor. Exactly. Anyway, I was totally exhausted, but it was such a positive and great week. Awesome. Well, did you get to unwind with your bud, Clay Mason Bannerman? Uh, who? Your bud that you've mentioned before, Clay Mason Bannerman? Huh. Not really ringing a bell. Oh, really? Nope. Mm, hmm. No. Oh. oh yeah, I guess I kind of remember. Yeah, there was a. Yep, you know, I haven't seen him in a while. So oh, is that right? Yeah, whatever. Huh. How was your week, Allie? Well, I just like you, we have been on fire. I mean, not just for Christ, but also for you know, our schedules have been jam packed because we had the Good Friday services. We had nineteen different Good Friday services all on Friday. Amazing. And those are very somber services where totally. we really, you know, the praise and worship team they're doing music that is all in minor keys, and with the whole lighting grid is kind of dimmed. You know, we have a lot of candles lit on stage in the auditorium. We pass out candles. To everyone who comes in, it's going to be a whole experience. They do the Via Dola Road work coming into oh, the right. parking lot. They put lot. all the cones out in the parking lot. You've got to drive through. Yeah, and uh, th- we had our volunteer cars parking ministry people shout taunts and jeers at people while they were trying to like park their cars in the parking lot. So powerful. People didn't have their cars windows down, so they didn't even hear it. But it didn't matter because as soon as people came in through the front entrance on foot, we had them go down these dark corridors. We'd set up all this black pipe and drape. Oh, I saw that with all the trash bags on the walls. Yes. And so people were going and we were saying, you know, right when you came in, you could opt to carry something heavy as if you were Christ lugging the cross or if you have sciatica or whatnot and you're like I can't really carry something heavy we're like no problem just go on your own you'll still have the experience of Jesus carrying the cross uh, because we had hired a lot of people to um, again taunt and um, jeer people as they were going so and they're up over the pipe and drape looking down on them and so they'd be like your bald spot isn't heading at all you know you're pretty top heavy have you ever thought about breast reduction like real personalized things to make people realize like how Jesus felt such jabs of like specific pain as people taunted and jeered at him what it must have been like we only had one problem in all 19 services uh well it happened in a few of the services but not all of them but somebody was in the dark passageways that we were having everybody go down imagining that they were jesus you know going through the stages of the cross uh there was somebody in the dark passageways who was groping people oh no well you know that could happen to jesus too you never know we'll see that's a good point. Right. So anyway, then when you came out into the main auditorium, it was all candlelit and we gave everyone their own candle because at one point in the Good Friday service, everybody's going to be lighting their own candle. I love it. So very, powerful. very powerful. Unfortunately, we didn't get the candles that have the little paper saucer around the shaft okay. to kind of catch some of the wax that's right. dropping wax, and uh, dripping. The shaft, that's, the shaft wax catcher, yeah. Yeah. From the fire, it's very hot. Right. All right. So we... I mean, of the thousands of people that we serviced, unfortunately, it was only, it was just under 300 people actually had to get treated for second degree burns because the wax was dripping on people so badly that that it was burning their hands. It can really hit, yeah. But you know what? A lead pastor, Steve, he just preached right through it. I think he thought people were having powerful emotional experiences, thinking about the death and the the, the torment that Jesus went through while he was thinking of each one of us individually. Right, and they're getting a taste of that as they're listening. Yeah. That's true. So it all went off without a hitch. We only had one time where the way the whole Good Friday service ended 
was that Brett Schmitz in our props department, he had made this massive boulder and the and the rock rolls in front of the tomb. Yes, I love that part. So yeah. we put Jesus' body in the tomb on Good Friday night and we did it 19 times and that the big boulder comes in. Whole room goes to black. Cool. Very cool. Because we know what's coming. Sunday morning is going to be like an explosion of light and sound and music and everything. But on one of our Good Friday services, it was the 13th time we did it. It only happened once. The boulder was rolling in front of the tomb. It did not click into place. It kept rolling. It rolled off the stage, up the aisle. There was a volunteer usher who starts running for his life. Oh, no. It's like Indiana Jones. Exactly. It smooshes him like Wiley Coyote. Oh, no. And he was hospitalized. Oh, Hallie. Well, you know what? I bet he was the one getting handsy in the hallways, and this was God's way of telling us. See, that could be very true. So how's he doing? The really cool thing that happened here is that we put him into the ICU Friday night on Good Friday. Guess what? What? He was released Sunday morning. No way. (laughs) Yeah. That is a God thing. Right? It's a God thing. He is risen indeed. Indeed. Jesus was hanging on the cross. Well, our guest today actually is playing Jesus hanging on a cross, and today he's hanging out with us. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Mason Janzukis. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. It is truly, it's an honor to be here with you guys today. I'm, you know, excited to talk about uh, this upcoming performance and uh, really get into it. You know, I'm very, I'm very honored that that you are, are, are having me on this show. I've never been on a show like this before. Oh, Mason, it's so nice to see you, and I just want to tell everyone that is listening I would say that this guy is one of my favorite uh, actors, Jesus, that has played Jesus in all the years that I've been at Twin Hills. We've had different Easter performances, but what you are doing up there is just unbelievable. And uh, we, we just, it's so exciting. I'll be honest with you, you know, before I got the part, I didn't know a lot about the role. Oh, really? No, I really, I really, I, I didn't know too much about, you know, Jesus. Really? Uh, really, beyond uh, just very surface level stuff, you know. Um, so, so you know, I really, you know, got to do some research and really dig in on a character. You know, you really want to, you know, as an actor, uh, my, 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 my process, my craft is to hone and understand a character from the inside out, oh, not wow. the outside in. Okay. Now, what's that called? Is that method acting? Is that Meisner? What is that called when you learn them from the inside out? Well, you know, for me, uh, I try and take from everybody, from uh, the method, from Meisner, uh, from Stella Adler, from any of the of the, the teachers, the gurus Ooh. of acting. You know, I've read all of their Wikipedias and understand their teachings completely. Um, you know, my training uh, comes from a, uh, a local community college, uh, an adult education program that I did three acting classes in, and I graduated at the top of my class in a performance of uh, Death of a Salesman, which... Uh, which was not well reviewed, but was successful in its run. 
That wow. is fantastic. And I mean, uh, and you know, people can't see you, but you're a very young guy. I would say, uh, you know, how about how old are you? Oh, I, I'm 23 years old. Oh, I oh, mean, so fantastic. I mean, to play Death of a Salesman, you know, at 23 years old, that is that's fantastic. Oh, it was. I'll be honest with you, it was electric to do. But you know, uh, you know, to 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 take on the world weariness of Willie Loman, uh, and I also uh, I also played Biff and Hap. Oh, oh it was a one man show. It was not quite a one man show. Uh, it was it was just me and an actress uh, who, who, who who played the female part, and then I played all the male parts. And um, uh, again, uh, please, if you're hearing this, you know, trust that that I really tried to to do something that was truthful and reveal the truth about the human condition. Uh, the reviewers did not feel the same, but again, we we did finish our run. We we were scheduled to do four performances, uh, two Fridays and two Saturdays, and we completed that run, and that is a victory. You know, Hallie, I mean. This- this really makes a lot of sense to me because a scene that I would really like to point to, and I, no spoilers, but I do want to point out that something that Mason does in this performance, because I did watch you guys do dress rehearsal, is you both play Jesus. You also play at one point Pontius Pilate sending Jesus to the cross, and then you, you even jumped off the cross at one point and you played the, the Roman centurion stabbing Jesus in the side. Yeah. And I just thought, how is this guy kind of doing all three of these parts at once? And that must have been from your experience doing, you know, all the, the basically the whole Loman family. Yes. You know, it, I, you know, I, I took that model and, and I applied it to the, to the play that we're doing. And again, I did not, I'll be truthful. Um, I did not know this story. Oh. I did not know this story about Jesus and, um, Pontius Pilate and, uh, and and Judas, of course, a, a very juicy role. Right. Um, uh, and, and to be to be crucified, I didn't know what that was. I had to watch some videos. Um, so all of this stuff, I started to realize once I got the part, and I started to do my research and build a character bio. You know, I so I basically written my own character bio for this character, Jesus. So. You know, I know he's based on a real person, but I want to give him my flavor. Right. You know, uh, this is not just this is not just a Jesus. This isn't some Jesus from a movie or something like that. This is my flavor of uh, of of this character. You know, because I started to ask myself questions as I was getting into it. Like, does he have to die? Like, what if I played him as someone who lives? Wow. Like. You know, like Harry Potter, the boy who lived, a modern, a modern Christ-like figure. You know, from his, right. from history. You know, right, right. I mean, yeah, that, that is an interesting question. I mean, I guess he does. You know, there, there is a version where I guess he does. You know, he does live because three days later he does rise from the dead. But um, I guess, yeah, I never thought. But of what that if he kid. doesn't die at all? Okay. What if he doesn't even have to rise from the dead? What if he just doesn't even die? Think about just think about that for a second, right? Think about it from a character standpoint, right? That he withstands the the crucifixion, the stabbing, the starvation, the crown of thorns, the twelve stations of the cross, all of that, but still lives. I mean, now that's a god. Wow, I never thought of that. What if he just physically withstands the grip of death? Yes, and and the Grim Reaper's standing there, and he's hanging on the cross, going, "Not, not, not today." Well, you know. Hallie, I'm not. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, then you know, with the whole sort of atonement in in all of that, I don't That's know. It gets too tricky. You know, uh, one thing I did wonder was what was some of the things that you came up with for the character of Jesus in this little bio you made that we actually didn't know about from the New Testament because that might be kind of interesting. You know, what well, I mean? you know, 
know, there's a lot that we understand about his past as a carpenter, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And that, at the time, you know, you're really talking about, like, a lot of very heavy manual labor. Right. You know, he's not just, you know, he's not like a, a furniture maker or something like that. So for me, I felt like he would be jacked. Totally. You know, he's going to be very physical. He's going to have to be responsible for, for doing and, and lifting and, and, and working with heavy items and heavy implements. So I have spent the last six months getting uh, doing CrossFit every day wow. uh, and I, I am I'm, I'm at my physical peak okay I mean wow. this is so exciting to me Hallie because I've said this time and time again and I think you know I've do I've done CrossFit now for nine years I do it uh, every single day of the week and so as you know it's the best workout you don't get a better workout and you you can go as hard as you want as every you want. day every and day. I've never gotten an injury oh. I've never gotten a single injury amazing I mean I could tell Hallie when I saw him up on the cross I said this guy does CrossFit and I'm not making a joke you know I'm not making a joke about the cross I'm saying I could tell from his body type because what you see Hallie is he's got lean muscle mass he's got a lot of power in his legs your fast twitch my fast twitch muscles muscles are out of control unbelievable yeah and you know when they were trying to put the sponge of vinegar in your mouth and I could tell when you were ducking out of the way I was like this guy has done CrossFit as some kind of really high-performance sport. So that is awesome. I love to hear that. Oh, no. I mean, like, I am lean. I'm on a strictly plant-based diet. Uh, uh, it, for me, I am at this point, uh, you know, now plant-based. I went paleo for a long time because paleo is seemed to me to be of the time. Right. Yeah, totally. uh, but then I was still, I still had a little bit of weight on me that I didn't like. I wanted to be as lean as possible. So I went straight plant-based um, and I'm hydrating. I'm drinking three gallons of water a day. The vascularity on my body is out of control. I'm taking a lot of supplements, like a awesome. tremendous amount of supplements. I could tell the pump is amazing. Even when you were climbing, because instead, you know, Hallie, instead of them putting him up there, another thing he does is he does uh, what's called kipping. So when he got up on the cross, he was actually lifting himself up on the cross and sort of oh, keeping his body up. It was wow. really fantastic. One of the challenges of this role that I really saw, because um, as an actor, you're not just interacting with the other actors in the piece. You're also interacting with the space itself. Oh, right. Wow. And when I saw the size of Twin Hills inside, I thought to myself, I'm going to free solo this. I asked them to build me a cross that is as tall as the church's ceiling. Yeah. And I, using just handholds, free solo up that cross and I get up there myself. It's an 85-foot cross, Hallie. Yeah. It's an 85-foot cross. I know. Every person in the audience will be given small binoculars so that they can see me when I'm at the top of the cross. It's so I tell great. you what, Mason, I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I was in there for a few of the dress rehearsals, and I says to myself, when I saw you climbing up that cross, and then when you stretch your arms out wide to get um, you know, actually crucified, I said, I, and you're shirtless, you got nothing but a loincloth on. It looks you like you've been hitting the tanning bed. And I says, I'm afraid this is going to make a lot of gals in the audience stumble in the flesh. And, uh, and But you know what? I think the fact that we know it's Jesus right. who, who is the lover of our soul, sure. uh, of, of our souls, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. And, and I do have to say, I heard about how they, when they were putting the spikes, is it that someone comes out of the flies to um, actually pierce your hands with the um, 
with the spikes. Yeah, yeah. They 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 they've got somebody on 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 ropes that comes down Mission Impossible style. Awesome. Um, I mean, they're dressed in in you know, of course, Roman garb. Right. Um, but that's so they come down and they they hammer it in. Uh, and uh, but I did get hurt because. I this is a little bit of this is embarrassing. This is a little bit of I, I think the actor's method. I said, do it for real. Oh, really? Those were real spikes. Whoa. I said, and this was you know, I just that first time because I thought to myself, I can do this. You know, like I've I can do this. I can I can hang from this cross eighty five feet in the air with nothing but nails in my hand. Whoa. And I, and this is after you already. I heard that one in one rehearsal that the retractable knife didn't retract when you were trying to stab yourself. Well, that well that was that's a, that was a mistake. That was you know we are now using I should say we are now using a retractable knife. Okay, okay. Because that was another I wanted. I am chasing authenticity. I want this audience to think they are looking at Jesus. Christ, the lead character from their favorite book, brought to life. Yes. Totally. Yes. And is that a real beard or is that a prosthetic for the show? Oh, yeah. No, no. This is a, this, this is a real beard. I don't think there are prosthetic beards. I mean, there are fake beards, but I don't think they are like prostheses. Oh, you know? oh. So this is a real beard. I've been growing my hair and my beard in anticipation for this role. That's Amazing. a good beard for 23. I'll tell you right now. Oh, thank you so much. So, Mason, I just do want to find out because I think a lot of people listening to this would be going, you know, this is a guy who's a real thespian. You know, he's somebody that's really taking his job so seriously. And I've got to ask, what led you to become, to, to really focus on acting when you were there studying? At, you know, did you always dream of becoming an actor? No, uh, not you know, not at all. Really? You know, I spent my life, uh, you know, for many years thinking I was going to, um, thinking I was going to follow in my father's footsteps and be a radiologist. Oh. You know, that seemed to me to be just like the path to success and true happiness, you know. I'm on campus staring at the bulletin board because I needed a ride someplace and was looking to share the car of someone who could drive me someplace. I, I don't have a license right now for reasons I'd rather not get into. Oh, but wow. uh, I saw that there was a flyer up for auditions for a play called Who is Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Oh. Um, so I, w- I thought that, that, was, that struck me as something interesting, you know? Totally. Um, so I ripped off one of the little tabs. And uh, and I went to the audition and I didn't get it. Oh! But I ended up sleeping with the woman who was directing the show. Oh my! Um, and as a result of that, and hearing her uh, kind of talk about it a lot, um, we ultimately broke up. Uh, but uh, it was her choice, not mine. I truthfully would still be with her if I could be. She's uh, arguably the love of my life. But. Um, her passion for the for the production she was doing of this play so eclipsed the passion that she had in our shared bed that I was like, I, I need to get into this. Oh, I, okay. I need to get into this acting wow. just to try and impress her. So so that's what I've been doing. I've been I've been trying to get roles. I send her emails telling her when I'm gonna. I sent her about. I, I sent her. You know, the minute this was a, a solid uh, role that I knew I was gonna have, I, I I sent her. I send her email almost every day. Text, email. I think I'm blocked right now, but. I tell her it's happening. I, I am the star. I am. J- I sent her an email just today that just said, I am Jesus Christ. Oh, cool. I, she'll be impressed by that. 
Well, and, and I think what we're hearing here, Hallie, is that, you know, maybe Mason has seen, you know, maybe he has made some mistakes, but on on his path toward this passion, you know, literally the, the his, his calling, even though he has stumbled, what we're hearing is that finally, you know, God put at his feet this amazing part in this amazing role. So I guess if I had some of my teens listening right now, I would say, you know, uh, you know, Mason, um, maybe maybe he shouldn't have gone sleeping with this lady, but look what happens once that, you know, once he sort of, um, I mean, I guess he didn't really, I guess he didn't really re- uh, renounce that, but I guess what you're saying is, you know, because that went away, then you got to really focus on something positive. Well, it's that the Lord moves in mysterious ways. Isn't that right, Mason? Well, that's exactly like the U2 song. And Mason, I just wanted to say, with you being such a young fella, um, was this gal that you fell in love with, was she an older, what was the age difference? Oh, yeah. She was, you know, so at the time I was 21 and I think she was 58. Oh, she was, oh, so she was working at the school. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she was a professor at the in, oh, the, in the drama department. Uh, oh no! Was she your professor? No, 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 no. Oh, because if if she had been your professor, that would have been some form of abuse. I think you're not supposed to. Gals aren't supposed to sleep with their students. Oh, but this is community college. Oh, okay. Now here's a question I was going to ask: Is you know because you have had some of these life experiences, was it difficult for you to get into the mind of Jesus, who lived to the age of 33 and remained completely sexually pure and not, didn't have a relationship with a woman? Were you able to get into Wait. that? I'm sorry, what do you mean? That I believe Jesus um, lived his whole life. He never sinned and he never was with a woman. Oh, is that right? No, I don't think that's right. Oh, really? Did you learn something otherwise in your research? No, not necessarily. I just can't imagine that's true. Oh, is that maybe something you took from your bio thing that you wrote? Uh... Oh, well, I mean, I did the research and, you know, sometimes when you're dealing with older texts, they don't always give you the nitty gritty. So when I wrote my character bio, I made sure to include that a lot of Jesus's um, anger, you know, like, why does he throw the money lenders out? Right. Yeah. It's because he just got dumped. Oh, you know, it's just he, he just got dumped and he's taking it out on someone else. I see. You know, mm-hmm. he's such a he's like. You know, he's a guy who is, and that's why I was so excited because this is a passion play. And I remember my professor saying to me so clearly, you lack passion. And here I am through the character of Jesus Christ, showing her and the world that Jesus fucks, uh, what? you know, I don't know. Hmm? Jesus fucks for the, you know, for the sake of, and, and not only does he, fuck, but he's the best at it. Okay. You know, like he's the best at it. Like, that's why, you know, I don't know if, if you guys uh, were there during the rehearsal where we were running some of the extra scenes that I wrote, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. where we, you know, where, where, where it really is like where Jesus is talking to that, the, the, the older woman who tells him that he's, he lacks the passion to be Lord. And he says to her, I'll show you passion. And he turns the, 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 he turns, he turns the headaches into orgasms. Right. Yeah. You know, because, because so often when, when, when Christ, he would transform something negative, you know, uh, 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 like, like the bread, he would, he would transform it into fish, you know, and he would feed the many, but like given something negative, like someone who always has a headache and doesn't want to like be physical or doesn't want to participate, you can turn that into orgasms. Right? That's the kind of Jesus that I'm presenting. What do your parents think about you acting? They are, <clears throat> they're going to be so supportive Oh, when they see this. Okay, yes. so they're not quite. When they see this, they're going to be so supportive. Right now, uh, they are not talking to me. Um, they, uh, 
they I did get them to come to my uh, uh, Death of a Salesman performance, which they thought was. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. My dad is one of the people who wrote the negative review. Um, he's he's the you know here in Indianapolis. He's a you know a theater critic, and so he he was. If, if I'm being honest, it seemed to me to be personally savage I see. in an effort to dissuade me from pursuing this as a career. Um, and I I'll be honest, I doubled down. Uh, I doubled down, uh, and I'm going to show them because they are both religious and theater fans. Uh, my dad's a radiologist, but, you know, his, his true love is the theater. So I'm, I'm here to show them that I can both be your Lord and Savior, but also I can move you emotionally by giving you a Jesus who not only f***s, but lives. Right, right. So, um, you know, Mason, I'm wondering uh, if you, um, you know, is there is there a chance that after playing this role and just really feeling the power of Jesus and Christ specifically moving in your life, uh, are you, are you going to use this role that you've done to really lead a life that emulates uh, Christ, you know, after the performances are over? Well, you know, um, yes and no, you know, yes. I want to have the kind of legacy that Jesus Christ has. Look at us. We're still talking about him. What? Eight thousand years later. I don't know. What? How? What? What is it? I don't know. Two thousand. Yeah, you know. Okay. About, you know. So, okay. so we're still talking about him. Like we're here. We're still talking about him, right? So, like, I can imagine a future in which people are talking about my performance of Jesus thousands of years in the future, right? I want that kind of legacy. I want to have made that kind of impact because then. Then I can then I can show it to my parents. Then I can show it to to Margaret. There are a bunch of people who really need to know that I'm I can do this, right? And then once they're shown, they'll they'll know it forever. Now the part that I'm not as interested in is having to die in order to get it. Okay, right? I would like to live. Not I don't want to be immortal. I mean, well, I mean, of course, I want to be immortal, but I, I I want to be immortal, you know, in people's thoughts. But I want to live a long life. Like I don't want to die at thirty three. You know what I mean? I want to I want to live, uh, you know, a long life and 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 a successful life. You know, totally. um, I'd like to be able to play Jesus. Now, I'd like to be able to play Jesus in 10 years. I'd like to be able to play old Jesus. I mean, I'm writing, this has awoken something in me. I'm writing stories for Jesus. You know, you say Jesus died at 33. What if he didn't? What about Jesus is 55 and he's having trouble? He wants a divorce. His kid's a mess. Like, what about that? What about Jesus who's like door to door trying to sell uh, carpentry and he comes home and his boys are a mess and his marriage is miserable and he can't get out of his own way. He's like a, he's, he's, it's, 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 it's the death of a carpenter. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah. So kind of a similar kind of oh. a similar story to Death and, of a Salesman. Yeah, and... Same character bio. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. I hadn't even thought of that. And Virginia Woolf, I guess, too. Yeah. If they want to divorce. Oh, I mean, Jesus and Mary miserably married, you know, just just at each other's throats. You know, two new people move into Jerusalem. They have them over for dinner. And these two young people sadly have to watch Jesus and Mary just just tear each other to absolute shreds, right? Right. What they don't know is when they leave, you know, just like George and Martha, Jesus and Mary are going to like fuck hard, you know? Well, wow, Mason, you know, I just had an image in my mind of someday if you, Mason, do die, like I guess we're all going to die, and you get to the pearly gates 
And you walk into heaven's gates, and who's there waiting for you? But the real Jesus. And he looks at you, and you look just like him. You're shredded. You, you're ripped. We can see your ribs and your lats yep. and your quads and yep. all that. Blonde and, hair, blue eyes. Yep. And he looks at you, and he says, Mason, I think you did a great job. And 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 he, like, what if he gives you notes on your performance as him? And and what if you get to ask him? What I want, if, what I my oh, ideal would be it, to walk walk through those pearly gates to see Jesus holding up his hand up top, and he just says, "Up top, you nailed it." Oh. He just says, "You nailed it," and because it's you know nailed. It's like, oh, right, and we, right, we, right. we 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 high five stigmata to stigmata because those are that's where the nails were. And you actually, you know, have I now the I now have one because I tried it, and so you know now I know now I know what it felt like, wow. you know, so I can represent it truthfully. Wow. Um, so we'll high five stigmata hands and then, uh, you know, then we'll just go into heaven like bros forever. I think. I think that's an awesome image. I, and, and, you know, Mason, I hope you can take that, that same promise of, of, you know, meeting with your creator in heaven. And, and, and I just want to get, you know, my prayer for you is that after this whole performance is over, people in the community are even saying that because your, your performance is so powerful, you know, and I hope your parents are saying that. I hope, uh, uh, what's her name? Ma- Margaret. Margaret. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I hope Margaret is saying that, and I hope you guys can kind of figure it out. I hope they show up. You know, I really, I really hope they show up. They, I really, um, I need them to show up for this because this is it, right? This yeah. is the role. This is the role. This is the role of a lifetime. It really is for me that I've been waiting for, and I'm pouring every bit of energy I have into this, and it's not. I, it's not just for me. It's for everybody. I'm giving of myself to everybody so that they can feel saved. Wow. Wow. Mason, you know, we do. And I can tell you're getting emotional. And I think it's awesome. Cause Sorry. It's, you know, you know it's part of my craft. My emotions are just always at the surface. Right. You know, if they, and a lot of people listen to this podcast. So I could even say, even if they don't come, if your parents don't come, or if Margaret doesn't come. Wait, did they tell you they weren't coming? Wait, if my parents are listening right now, please come to the show. Margaret, please come. Please just come to the show. Everything you ever said will be disproven. You can, you can see. I, it's going to be different. It's going to be better. I, I just If you're hearing my voice, just, just come to the show. I love how in touch with your emotions you are as an actor, Mason. I just think that's probably so healthy. And um, I was going to ask you, why is it that people, you know, don't want their kids to go into acting? Why do people act like actors are, you know, like weird or narcissists or they're emotional or, you know, you got um, like you got people like Daniel Day-Lewis. If he was playing Jesus, he would probably only eat hummus and tabbouleh all week because he actually thinks he is Jesus. Like, what is with these actors? I don't know why my parents don't approve of it or why 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 other people wouldn't want their children to go into acting. It is a incredibly lucrative job where you can become super famous, uh. more famous than like anybody else like uh, on on Instagram or any of that stuff. It is like a, it's a place where here's here's what it is. I think those people are afraid. They're afraid that I'm going to become too powerful Ooh. that I'm going to become that I'm going to become too self-actualized 
and I'm going to be and I'm going to make them realize because they didn't follow their dreams. Mm. They're the bigger fools. Uh Right. They want they want all the parents and all the Margaret's. They want me to settle. They say, what's your real plan? What's your backup plan? What are you really going to do? How are you really going to make money? We can't keep writing you checks. We can't keep paying your car insurance. What are you really going to do? Why did you give up your paper route? You can still get your paper route back. What about that other job you had? What about liquor delivery? What about your uncle's pharmacy? Why can't you go and work at the nursing home you used to work at? What was that about? Why can't you work in any of the facilities in the greater Indianapolis area that are run by the Coca-Cola company? What's that ban about? Why don't you get a job that gives you something like a 401k or a, a retirement plan or puts into an IRA, a Roth IRA, any of these savings? Why haven't you saved anything? Why do you only spend your money on master classes with actors who aren't that famous or well-known? And I get to say, fuck you. Mason Janzukas was played by Jason Manzukas. Check him out on Big Mouth, The Good Place, The League, and so many other great projects. Oh, I love him so dearly. And definitely check out his incredible podcast, How Did This Get Made? I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Grey House was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>